The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 301. Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 301. I am Rob, you are Greg. True, this is true. And it is, it it's is the, mayhem. It is the end of the world, <laughs> as we know it. It's, Oh man, it, it's it's uh, we we had to re- we said three hundred would be it, but we had to record. It's the end of the world. We had to record. Well, it's crazy. Well, let let's face it. In in uh, full disclosure, uh, we have nothing to do. <laughs> That's true. we we had to we had to document this situation. It's true. This unprecedented situation that we're in. So when the aliens uh, uh, find the recordings of the Paunch Stevenson show, uh, they will have a full history of the humankind. That's right. This this will be the surviving <laughs> document, the, the record, <laughs> the record of truth. Right. It'd be like happened. Be like uh, the uh, Star Trek episode <laughs> where the some book. Some gangster book wound up on a planet, and then they all they read it, and then they turned themselves into gangsters. <laughs> Dummies. <laughs> it's, a, <coughs> it's a primitive situ- uh, civilization. So this is uh, we we're not joking. No. This is actually April first, twenty twenty. I didn't realize that <laughs> April first, twenty twenty. But we are actually serious. The world has is... ended. It's just insanity. So it is the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. It's not. It's a China virus. It's China. Uh, I know. I know. It's the China. And flu or whatever. China. I know. I know. <laughs> it's idiots. Uh, we're supposed to be. So I'm at home. You're at. We're all at home. Yeah. Or everyone's supposed to be at home doing nothing. Not going shopping, not going to arcades, not going to uh, uh, I don't know, what else, the movie theaters, the libraries, libraries. We're quarantined. We're at. Why are we quarantined? Actually, I don't know why. Why are we? Why are we doing this? Uh, we're doing it so that the virus does not spread faster because our hospital systems already cannot handle it and they will just be letting people die in on the out on the sidewalk yeah around the world yeah every country every country so stretching <clears throat> stretching out the curve or flattening with whatever it's uh, whatever it's called so um yeah social distancing Ugh. is the term that's being used awful we have to stay six feet away from each other 
if there is physical uh, uh, contact, I guess, we have to stay <laughs> six feet away from each other. But the weird thing is, this is what's weird to me. So the the whole world is taking this seriously. Everybody stay home. Everybody's in quarantine, social distancing, six feet away from each other. People are telecommuting, working from home, working remotely. Um, except if you order things online, <laughs> people are still making their warehouse staff go to work. That, like, a warehouse is like 400 employees just in yeah. one single warehouse. So they're still touching all of the items. They're, they're not social distancing. And then they're fulfilling online order company, you know, company orders. They're, they're fulfilling online orders. And then F Federal Express is still delivering <laughs> package. So they're touching the boxes, leaving them at our doorsteps. And, it, and all the, so uh, the, I, the food takeout. Right. T food deliveries. And I, 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 I don't know. Is that... Does that bother you, or does that make sense to, that these people these people are still going to work and touching things, well, and, I mean, and each other? They're considered essential services, right? Uh, but why should they be? I don't know. Well, I, how I'm, are you going to eat? Not, no, but I'm saying like, oh, I ordered a shirt off Amazon. Well, Here's mean, my it's delivery. Just... It's. Like, I mean, I'm not ordering a shirt off Amazon, but for people who are order like like you know, Target is still uh, taking online orders, Amazon, and like all these websites are still taking orders. But it's like, is that right? I don't. Is that fair to the warehouse staff and the and the delivery? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably not. It's complicated. And, and is that fair to the customer that now it's been touched? Maybe it's coming into the home now. Again, I don't know. <laughs> It's a, it's it's like I said, it's an unprecedented situation that we we don't know. We yeah, don't know what to I do. Mean, we don't know what's right and wrong. We don't know. You're just having to assume that everything. Like if you go to the the supermarket, I think you have to assume that everything that you bring back, the bags that you put the the food into, the boxes, it just everything is contaminated. It is. Everything's been touched by human hands. Wow. It's all touched by human hands. So, yeah. uh, did you see? So did are, you see Norm? I did. Yeah. I saw. Yeah, I saw his stand-up. His his uh, coronavirus little stand-up bit. It was funny. Which, by the way, he was. That was live in a in a comedy club. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. But, <laughs> so that wasn't. <laughs> That wasn't social distancing. Well, they hadn't really gotten to that point yet. Now, so now Norm, what he does, what Norm does is he's like in his living room, and <laughs> and he's so horrible at technology. So Norm sets up like this this really crappy camera, right? And then he takes his cell phone and he puts the cell phone on speaker, and he calls like Chevy Chase and Bob Saget, and holds it up. <laughs> Oh, yeah! Wow. So you're getting this. You're getting. You know, you're hearing them on like speakerphone. <laughs> Come on, that's even worse than Paunch Stevenson show production yeah, value. True, but it's, some of it's funny. And like Chevy Chase is pretty funny. Which, by the way, I hope that this record. So, so we are socially distancing. You're in your home. Uh, I'm in my home. 
We're doing it the old-fashioned way. We did it first. Re- yeah, we did. Well, we 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 were, we we started social distance, <laughs> social distance podcast. Because yeah, we had no social Two, life. Two thousand five, we invented it. Um. So yeah, so that's the big thing. That's the big. We're recording the the the, the pandemic. Uh, we're in this very odd new scary confusing uh angering frustrating challenging situation i say frustrating and angering partially because there are reports like on you know we look we 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 check facebook what else is there to do we're checking facebook instagram news etc and seeing reports and photos of people uh, ignoring the rules and gathering and uh, who cares we're gonna get this is fake this is a conspiracy this is fake yeah it's the it's the media they're trying to trick us into staying home it's like it's a a conspiracy that's right so uh, that's why I say it's, it's partially angering because seeing the people who are not following the rules, they're breaking the rules and and uh, potentially making this worse and endangering people's lives. And uh, Because the big thing is people might say, well, I feel fine. I'm not sick. I could go out and do whatever I want. I guess, but the, the person could have the germs and and not show or feel any symptoms of, of the illness. And therefore they're going out, breaking the rule and gathering with other people. And they could be giving unbeknownst to them, they could be giving the germs to the other people. And then those people go home yeah. and break the rules and visit a relative. And then now the old grandparent has the, and it's like, it's just stop, stop it. And then I could say to them, you knew then, and you did nothing. That's right. <laughs> See, it's all it's 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 like we never uh, it's like we've been recording this whole time. All the same old gags and quotes. Well, we have nothing else. <laughs> Speaking of which, so do do you have anything else to say about coronavirus, COVID nineteen? Uh, no, not particularly, except that, uh, again, we'll, we're going to have nothing to do for like six months. It's fantastic. Now, yeah, well, <laughs> now my, uh, like some, some, uh, sources that I listen to and sources. whatever are saying now, well, like podcasts, news articles, whatever, you know, I'm just saying sources that they're saying now that <clears throat> the you, United States, go ahead. You sound like Trump. I heard things. I people tell me things. I heard them. I hear I, them. I, 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 I heard things. Who said I heard things? Oh, it was that Robert De Niro. I heard things. I heard things. I heard things. I heard things. <laughs> a little bit. So that originally, what, what was it? I don't know. A few weeks ago, a month ago, that uh, originally we were being told, unless you have. This uh, what is it called? An N95 surgical grade fil- filtration mask. Unless you have one of those, which by the way, the filters run out. They, you have to replace the filters every couple days, etc. Mm. 
unless you have one of those, wearing just a regular paper floppy uh, hospital mask or, or face mask doesn't do any good because it doesn't have the tight rubber seal around your face. You have to shave a beard. You have to have the rubber tight seal and the filters. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. But now they're saying... Uh, other countries are saying, oh, what are you talking about? Of course you should wear any kind. Wear a T-shirt over your – wearing a T-shirt over your mouth is healthy. That's what's coming out now. And it's like, what, did our country lie to it? What is going on here? What is going on? Well, the the supposition is that if you wear the mask, um, if you have it, you're not going to spread it, basically. That's – that's the theory. It's not going to protect you from somebody else like coughing right in your face. <laughs> well, it's not going to help you there. Well, it's, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. And then the people in charge. You know, like, like for instance, uh, when uh, when Pee Wee Herman was on the train and the uh, the homeless guy was screaming right in his face, shoot fly, shoot fly, shoot fly, you know, we <laughs> <laughs> not going to help Pee Wee Herman to have the regular, uh, uh, you know, the mask on. Just That is true. That is true. And you know what the hobo no, said. No, Jimmy Crackcorn and I don't care! Nobody's home, by the way. <laughs> I would hope not. That's why they, they, they went out for a walk. It'd be a long um, walk. Get a li- Yeah, long walk. Um, and then the other thing, you know, I, 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 um, I'm not, I don't have, obviously it's a complicated situation. I don't have all the answers, but I ask the question that people are always told to, uh, to, you know, like, uh, financial planning, future planning, it's like okay, you're you're a person, you're a family. You want to stick to a budget. You want to have savings. The rule of thumbs historically that I've heard has has been, you want to have uh, at least six months worth of worth of savings that you can live off of in case of something had you lose a job or an emergency, whatever. Yeah. Right there's these these uh, best practices that that financial people say that people should live right so then with this situation business well we have to shut down we have to close down the office we're not having any income we're laying people off until this all goes back to normal then we'll rehire you well well why oh because we don't have the money what what kind of business what, what, what the point that i'm getting at is this situation has proven how unprepared our leaders are. Obviously, we knew that already, but it's actually proving it. But also how unprepared all of these businesses are. Like the first week that you don't get sales, that's it. You have to shut down. Like you don't even have you don't you have no runway at all. You've completely no. unprepared for any. What is that? Like what? What are these CEOs doing? Well, I mean. They're living paycheck to paycheck worse than than the workers are. Well, I know, but I mean that's everywhere. I mean corporations don't. They don't. Well, what is that? Well, they don't keep cash in the bank. 
<laughs> some companies, Apple has a trillion, has how many hundreds of billions of dollars in the bank. Do they? they, they yes. Some companies, I know most companies don't, but it's like, it. what I'm saying, I, I this is going to sound naive. I know that. But I'm the kind of cynical person that I know, yeah, our leaders are a bunch of bozos. They don't know what they're doing. CEOs are a bunch of bozos. They don't know what they're doing. But now that it's actually come time to prove it, it's like, wow, they really didn't know what they're doing. They're really unprepared is the point that I'm making. The unpreparedness of government, of businesses, of leaders. of It's like, wow, nobody is – even these people who we, we uh, again, perhaps naively view as, like, very smart, prepared. You know, they're smart. They're successful. They know what they're doing. They have their act together. No. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you're talking about – first of all, you're talking about – I mean, you're talking about a worldwide pandemic that has not been seen in 100 years. I know, and that I know, was I know. I, I'm oversimplifying. I know. I mean, hundred years ago, that was you know the like the the dark ages compared to now. So it's just you, you can't. But it is shocking. It's just shocking to me. Like, oh, we have to stop paying our employees because we don't have enough money to get through a week. Well, yeah, I mean they're what not. The heck? But because it, it's not like you know a hurricane hits and some of your stores are out like in this area or something like that. It's like the whole business is shut. Like everything is shut. It's not even shut down. <coughs> A day or two, like you're talking about weeks, months. Nobody can survive that. I guess. You, 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 not even where's that. all the money going, though? So, so a business is in business just to stay in business another week. Like it just seems well, odd to me. No, I just you know there's there's the profit margins, and then if it's a publicly traded company, they're technically supposed to. They're technically supposed to pay those the whatever profits left supposed to pay it back in dividends to the shareholders you know i know i'm I'm, I'm very out of my own i know i'm not the ex i admit i'm not the expert i'm oversimplifying i'm just saying for the lay person like me it's eye-opening like wow these wow okay so we're like these things are being run that close to the edge right well i mean it happened you know, over ten years ago, and then in the the financial crisis they had, you know, where the auto industry was basically going to go bankrupt because they need they like to fund their payroll. They they take out like loan. Not really. It's not loans, but they're getting money from banks. You know, they don't have the money sitting there, so they have to get the money ahead of time to pay for services and parts and things like that. You know, to 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 do stuff. You know, capital expenditures. You need that money somewhere. That capital is to come some, from somewhere. And, uh, you know, it's bad. Anyway, yeah, we'll... Uh, so enough with the doom there, and there, gloom there, here. No, no, no. No, I know, I know. There there might yeah. be... <laughs> there might be many more episodes of the Paunch Stevenson. There might be a rebirth. <laughs> a Paunch Stevenson show renaissance. Uh, well, yeah, because I, I just... Like, <laughs> Like I was telling you the other day, I'm like, what are we going to do for the next week? There's nothing to do. <laughs> like all I'm looking at, like all of the TV shows are going to run out in a couple of weeks. Most of which have not even filmed their finale of the season or maybe the last few episodes. I don't know when they're going to do those. They can't well, film. Well, the other question. They the can't other, do post-production. See, 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 now that, well, right. So no new, so all reruns. Yeah. Which is fine. Point. Okay, reruns. 
But now that what we were just talking about a minute ago, now I have the question, well, how are the TV stations staying operating? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, they're still getting some advertising budget, but I got to assume that that's going to... Not gonna for s- long. Well, that's true. That, that, <laughs> if the that, company's uh, advertising are shut down, uh, not having revenue come and they can't pay for advertising, then the TV... St- pretty soon we're going to have no TV or radio. <laughs> Or internet. How's the internet? Walking staying? Dead. I don't. Well, people are paying for it. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, people pay for the internet. The Walking Dead. It's weird. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's bad. All right. Uh, celebrity deaths. Oh, so no more right. doom and gloom. We just have deaths <laughs> now. Celebrity deaths. You going off my list there? So <laughs> yes. I know what I'm so talking about. Yes, so let me pull up the page. Because so I wanna wanna give all the facts and figures. So this was one that we I, I'm saying that I forgot to slip in when we <laughs> recorded episode three hundred last summer. Yeah. Which I, I can't believe it's been that that's crazy. But this one is born August 2nd, 1943. Died June 26th. No. No. Not yet. I'm going going a little out of order. Oh, great. All right. No, just just for this one. All right, fine. Died died June 26th, 2019. One of our favorite actors. Oh, <laughs> the star of the Norm Show, <laughs> co-star, and Alf. Alf. Hey, Willie. Max Wright. Willie Tanner. Max Wright. Max Wright. The actor. Dead. Yes, the actor Max Wright. He was seventy-five years old. He died in Englewood, New Jersey. Did he? According to Wikipedia, we could have gone. We could have gone and paid him a visit on his deathbed. <laughs> well, hey, now, here's something. So we we there was a brief period in our childhood, growing up, where Alf, the Alf show, and the Alf character was this huge thing in pop culture. And not only the sit the live action sitcom, there was a Saturday morning cartoon, there was uh, a Burger King, uh, kids meal toys and dolls and stickers and everything. Alf was everywhere. It was yeah. So popular. Tops baseball so Max, cards. Yeah, right. Trading card. So Max Wright played the father of the family on the live action sitcom. Who the uh, Alf's ship crash landed into their garage, and they took the, this alien in and kept his his uh, <laughs> existence a secret from all the neighbors and everything. So I was reading about Max Wright, about Alf, and everything a while ago, and it turned out. See, this is sometimes I, I'm <laughs> I'm a very curious person. I like the behind the scenes stuff, but sometimes it's dangerous because it ruins things for me. So I was reading about it, and supposedly Max Wright hated it. <laughs> he hated 
hated the Alf show, hated doing it and 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 uh, being uh, being involved in it because the session, the the filming would go on to all hours of the night, and it was just so. On the when they finished filming the last episode, normally. When a show uh, wraps, you know, they wrap the filming and, and there's a celebration and an after party and and it's sad and happy and bittersweet or whatever. Supposedly, when they <laughs> finished filming the last scene that they filmed and they're all turning around and some people are clapping and, oh, we should do a party. But, hey, where's Max? He was already in the car <laughs> on his way home. That's how bad he couldn't see. He's like, I never want to talk to any of you people again. He was like the scooter, Phil Rizzuto. What was that? What? what how? How well, so? The scooter would. He was infamous for leaving the uh, the baseball game, Yankee Stadium. He would he would leave the broadcast in like the sixth inning because he would because <laughs> he had because he had to get over the George Washington Bridge back to New Jersey in his car before it got too late. So it was like a running joke. I'll be out of here in the sixth inning, White. And then he'd be out of there. <laughs> yeah, but Max Wright was doing it out of malice, out of oh, uh, yeah. hatred. <laughs> but anyway, so Max Wright, he died. Now, the whole thing, I'm, I'm going to say it. Ugh. I'm going to say it. Years ago, there was this thing that came out in the tabloids that he was caught Doing some kind of heroin or crack, oh, or I think crack, right? Well, I, with, I can explain with, uh, with homeless people. Norm, and it's like, what? No, come on. And it turned out that that no, it was just a this weird drug addict homeless guy who looked like Max Wright, but wasn't actually him, and it was debunked or whatever. It was. Well, for a time, for a time, for a time, but then it turned out again years later, it's like, no, actually it was him. Yeah, it was him. So like, yeah, come on, Max Wright. I like you. Uh, I want to like you. He was a disaster. Actually, you know, when I, when I met, uh, Ann, what was her name? Ann Shadeen or something like that. I think that's how you say her name. But she was a chiller and I asked her about him and she was like, you know, She's like, you know, he was a very serious, like, Broadway actor, and he just never, never understood, like, comedy, and so, like, he just, he just hated it. Like, he just hated that whole thing, and, and but I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, but he never, like, he never, like, did off-Broadway or anything, he never went back to doing plays, he just did more TV, and he did more sitcoms, the Norm show, so I don't know. Bizarre, yeah. And last thing. Well, he's dead. <clears throat> when we had, um, my, when my family, a couple of years ago, marathoned Cheers on Netflix. Yeah. There was an episode where it was it was uh, the one of the seasons where Diane Chambers was still on the show. The character Diane Chambers was still on the show. And there was an episode where there was a local election, local politicians. I thought you were going to say like, local yeah, psycho. Nah, well, there were there were some of those too, but and the character uh, Shelley Long's character, Diane Chambers, uh, was involved in one of the local politicians' campaigns, 
and he was the politician. <laughs> and I oh, look, it's Max Wright, and he played the same character. Ooh, same. Were, <laughs> are they gonna vote for me? Oh, he could only do that one character, even on the Norge, <laughs> or just that really. How do you describe that milk toast, whiny, <laughs> uh, wimpy character? It was. It was. Uh, anyway, he was only on it for one or two episodes. All right, moving on. Moving on. All right, so Max Wright, dead. Dead. We have, let me pull up here, going in order, born July 23rd, 1940, died December 27th, 2019. Hopefully this recording is coming out. If after all this I play it back and it's garbage, I'm going <laughs> to throw this computer out the window well i mean that, do, you, do you have any notion that it's working i yes there's a meter there mm -hmm. i tested i'm just saying at the paunch luck i'm just saying so died december 27 2019 79 years old radio and television television radio and television syndicated on uh, uh cnbc or uh, all of yours with Charles, Charles McCord. Howard Stern's rival, I didn't like him. I didn't like. I didn't like Stern. You know, you could still come down to Auto Body Express in Tucson, Arizona, and and get some tacos and well, no, what was it? Hot sauce, salsa, salsa. That's right. I was going to say it says. <laughs> occupation radio and television talk show it doesn't say salsa peddler uh, well i mean he wasn't it was the brother fred <laughs> I, I know or fred i talked Imus. about fred i'm we long talked dead. about yeah we talked about that on an old episode of the pawn stevenson show don imus uh, infamous for having who were some some of the uh he had these he had uh, charles bartlett uh or no, rob bartlett did those great impressions on the show for years Oh, uh, and, uh, uh, wasn't Larry Kenny also one of his guys? That's what he said. Yeah, Larry Kenny, who we met. Yeah, on the Paunch Stevenson. Stevenson dot com. Very nice guy. So, <clears throat> again, kind of like a. Would you describe him as a shock jock or not really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he wasn't yeah. like he didn't do like, like, like. He didn't do, like, uh, crazy stuff. Like, Opie and Anthony would do wacky stuff. Like, in the city, they'd have their people do stuff. Stern would have his people, like, call, uh, you know, famous people and talk shows and stuff and, like, prank them. So, I must have really did any of that. But, I mean, he was always saying crazy stuff, you know. <laughs> now, here's the weird thing, though. But then he got, <laughs> wait, but then he got to the, it got to the point where by, like, the 90s, he was so lazy that he would like he'd do his show. They would talk, you know, him and Bernie and and Charles and, and you know they have like the sports guys on there and all and and then because um, he was on WFAN in New York, which is a sports station, and so he mm. would do the show. Eventually, the show went on on like MSNBC or something like that. So if you wanted to, you could watch this scarecrow of a man speaking. And uh, so they would do that, but and then he would have like political guests, and once in a while he'd have like 
entertainment guests, a lot of reporters and stuff like that. But I don't. And then you would have the people that would do the impressions, and that was kind of it. Well, first of all, his real name was John Imus. John Imus. His, his middle name was Don, so I don't know. Well, you know, I said everybody, I said, what's your name? I said, Don. And they said, what? That sounds like Don. I said, yeah, it's John. <laughs> but it sounds like Don. But, but John. So they couldn't tell and the, the other thing. The other thing is, I remember back in the, in the 1980s, and like you said, throughout the 1990s, Seeing him, like wow, this guy is so. Well, this guy's like in, like in his seventies, right? Mur. He was in his forties and fifties. <laughs> he looked like a skeleton. Well, he was a drug addict for years. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. I see, I didn't know. That. <laughs> Did not know that. And a drunk. That's yeah. That's anyway, moving uh, on. That doesn't. That doesn't. On. That doesn't. Moving on. So Don Imus. Don Imus. Uh, e- 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 a person who you met. Uh, yes. And had good things to say about. Born June 20th, 1933. See, we're, we're going in reverse age order. We're getting older now. Born June 20th, 1933. Died December 12th, 2019. 86 years old. Died in New Jersey. Another New Jersey. <clears throat> Uh, Danny Aiello, That's actor, right. actor, actor, Danny Aiello. You better believe it, I was an actor. And I, I wrote a book, it was a good book, and I sang, and I, I was on Broadway, I had more Broadway hits than anybody. He used to say that all the time, <laughs> I don't know if it was true, but... Now, when you met him, and you, and it was that Q&A, the book signing, yeah. he said something along the lines of, hey, I keep getting cast in these, in these TV shows because the women like me. <laughs> something like that right it was along those lines well he did that cbs show for one year called della ventura and i brought it yes. up yes yes and I, I brought it up in the q a and he goes let me tell you i didn't want to go i was doing movies i was having a good career doing movies and then les moonves and then he went on this spiel where he he said les moonves was the greatest person in the world who has now been me right. too and he's you know done <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, les moonves said to me danny i want you to do this show i said i don't want to go to la so we paid to do the show in new york it was three million dollars an episode 30 years ago it made no sense but i wow. did it Anyway, well, so I would too for three million dollars times twenty six episodes. I would do. That. So what he said was, and the show only lasts like ten episodes. So what he said, I was, would do it for half the price. What he said was that uh, when they looked at the ratings, now the ratings were he got really good ratings, but back then, I mean, yeah. you know, everything got good ratings. But he said that women, uh, that like the demographic that really watched him was like women. And he's like, I don't yeah. understand why they like me. But that was it. Danny Aiello. Uh, his nephew is Michael K. See ya! That's his so. catchphrase. <laughs> Whose catchphrase? Michael K. Oh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, Next. So, uh, Danny Aiello, Max Wright, Don Imus. Another person who we both met. <laughs> who, uh, star of... <laughs> Freddie got fingered. That's it. He wasn't in anything else but that. 
That's it. That's all he. Isn't that weird? That's all he ever did. Uh, and the Larry Sand. You know, I've never watched the Larry Sanders show, but I hear good things, and maybe yeah, I was to okay. Watch it. Well, he was also in Summer Rental and Men in Black. Oh, okay. many other things. Uh, Elmore Torn Jr., <laughs> aka Rip Torn, Rip Torn, the actor Rip Torn. So he was born. Rip. See, see, we are getting older. So born February sixth, nineteen thirty one. Died July 9th, twenty nineteen. Eighty eight years old. Rip Torn, who we met at Chiller Theater. Yeah. Uh, and he was uh, incoherent. He was very, he, Inco- well, he was very old. Um, I. It was nice to meet. He was very nice to us. It was nice to meet him. We got you got the nice picture with him. Um, see, I I don't know much about him. I don't. I'm sad to say I don't know much about you. You know more about him than I do. Yeah, he's in a lot of movies. So then we have another one who is not going to be older than Rip Torn. He was born March 21st, 1949. He died September 13th, 2019. He was 70 years old. His real name was Ed Mahoney, Ah. better known as Eddie Money. Eddie Eddie Mahoney, Eddie Money. He was a wealthy guy, right? (laughs) I, uh, well, more wealthy than I am. <laughs> he so could any money. He he, he was the he, singer. Yeah, he could afford oh. two tickets. Where? Two whole tickets to paradise. <laughs> he he was a rock singer who who basically sung like, like you know the guy on Cur- like uh, Super Dave Osborne. So it was like if Super yes. Dave Osborne was a rock singer. Larry. Uh, two tickets to paradise. <laughs> Back your bags, Larry. <laughs> Larry, I'm in China. What am I doing <laughs> in China? So he sang "Baby, Hold On," two tickets to paradise, "Take Me Home Tonight," yeah. etc. He had a few hits. He had, yeah, he's dead. Eh. we were supposed to meet him at Chiller Theater. He never showed up. Oh, I don't remember that. Remember, and I, as a goof, I went up to a guy at a table. I'm like, "Hey, you're Eddie Money." He's like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> they never really them. those chiller people never really got your humor, did they? No, they were uh, they were interested. We we were never in sync with that. But anyway, so Eddie Money, I enjoy his hits, and then moving on to yeah, we have another one. <clears throat> who was born uh, going back in time again? She was born August twenty second, nineteen thirty nine. Wow. Died August thirtieth, twenty nineteen. Her name was Valerie Harper. So the actress Valerie <laughs> Harper. So the reason I, uh, you know, she was from obviously Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, she had a show called Valerie Rhoda. Rhoda, right? And then she had a, yeah. a show called Valerie's Family, which. They fired her from and became Hogan's family. Yeah, what was the story behind that? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know all the details. Um, I don't know. I, I think. 
I don't know if it was if it had to do with maybe it had to do with money. I don't remember offhand, but uh, they kicked her out and brought in uh, Sandy Duncan. Okay, so the, you're right. This says uh, 1986. She played Valerie Hogan on the NBC series Valerie, which I guess eventually they renamed it Valerie's Family. Uh, and then. Yes, following a salary dispute with NBC and production company Lorimar in 1987, they're like, get out of here. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> well, uh, at the end of the second season, Harper sued them for breach of contract. The claims were dismissed. The jury found Lorimar had wrongfully fired her. She got $1.4 million out of the deal, plus 12.5% of the show's profits, etc., etc., etc. All this drama that I had no idea about. So the reason I bring her up was the other night I was I was flipping through channels and there's a few uh, like on we I have Verizon FiOS and there's a few channels like in the uh, standard definition range like if there's nothing on any of the the movie channels HD then I'll start flipping through standard def I'm like give me something and so I go to sleep so I came up on one it was called. Night Terror, but it's also been referred to as Night Drive. I don't know why it has two different names. But it was some movie that came out in the late 70s and started starred Valerie, Valerie Harper. And so the premise basically is her she's in like Tucson or Phoenix, Arizona, and her son is in Denver. And he slips and like cracks his head open skateboarding. So she has to like, she wants to rush to get to him with ice cream, of course. And uh, <laughs> so she gets now into this does say it's a it's a TV movie. Yeah. Just putting that out. OK. So she gets in the car and she's got to drive up there. And the problem is like every so as she's driving up there, she this stupid woman. She doesn't put a gas in the car. So she's on the highway in the middle of the desert, in the middle of the night and is running low on gas. She's like, I don't know where to go. Where's the gas? Pulls up, she pulls over in one place, and these like stupid hippies are there, and they like won't give her the gas, and it just so she goes on, and then she sees this car flies by, and this cop pulls him over, so the cop is going to 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 the guy's car, and she she goes out, she pulls up and starts blaring the horn, and is like officer, officer, and he's like what? I need to know where I can get gas. And before he turns around, the guy in the car that got pulled over shoots him dead. Uh, I so thought then, he was going to say, in your butt. Uh, so then, <laughs> then the guy, the murderer starts chasing her all over the desert. And, like, she keeps trying to evade him. And then at one point, her car runs out of gas. She, she finds a gas station, but the owner is gone. He, he went fishing. <laughs> so she gone breaks fishing. in. <laughs> she breaks in. And is trying to figure out how to turn the power on to get the pump to get gas. And then some homeless guy is living in there. And then, and, and it's just, it's insane. So she, like, gets the gas. Then she crashes. Then she sees some guys that stopped. It's like an alcoholic in the middle of a rainstorm. Goes into his car. He doesn't believe her. So he goes out of the car. The guy shoots him dead. So she steals his, the guy's car that she was in. So she, and then crashes it. Then she steals another car. Then she winds up at this this house of the Native American. The woman only speaks Spanish. And, and it's just insane. It's, so the entire movie is 
is Valerie Harper on you know on this highway in the desert stealing people's cars Con every car she stole would run out of gas she had to steal <laughs> another car every time she would find somebody the murderer murderer would kill them well it was during the energy crisis ah. so that's why they were running i'm kidding i don't know i'm just ah, it was just it was just a wacky ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous movie but very typical for that like late 70s early 80s you know tv movie <laughs> type of a uh, deal interesting interesting yeah that was early very early on in her career uh no it wasn't. i guess or no actually no yeah you're right it wasn't what, what am i talking about don't listen to me <laughs> all right moving on so so that was it so wait a minute though wait a minute i have to see if there are any we're, we're save it for next time we're 40 minutes in we're still talking about what if, dead wait, people. What, if, what if there is no next time well, then, too bad. Kirk Douglas? Eh, we've talked about Kobe him Kobe Bryant? Eh. Buck Henry? All right, all moving right, on. All right, moving all right, on. all right, all right, moving on. What, what is there even to move on well, to? There's a lot of stuff. Okay. There's a lot. I have a lot of stuff on my list. All right, television. Larry. Television. Larry. Hang on. We're going to talk about some television shows. <laughs> I don't think you watch it, but you know the, the new Cobra Kai show? I have heard of it, yes. Wait, is that still going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've done two seasons. I guess a third season is coming up at some point. And so basically, it's it's on YouTube. Um, right. It's 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 drama. It's dramatic, and it's I don't know. It's, it's somewhat drama, somewhat comedy. But in, in in any event, it's basically Ralph Macchio is Daniel Larusso and. Uh, William Zabka's Billy Lawrence and John Kreese. John Kreese comes back, Martin Cove. So all these old <laughs> characters are back and they're like, you know, Macho is, is the successful car dealer and has a, you know, the nice wife and the nice kids. And uh, Lawrence is, Johnny Lawrence is, oh, I don't know why I said Billy. Johnny Lawrence is like this uh, loser. And he has the loser kid, and so he tries to start teaching karate again. And then they, then they, everywhere they go, they're like constantly running into each other and fighting. But uh, you know, it's funny. Like at the initial, I was like, "Nah, this is this is a dumb premise for a show." But then I watched the first season, and I was like, "Wow, this is good." <laughs> then I watched the second season, and I was like, "Wow, this is really really good. Like this is on par with like, you know, maybe the second movie." Like is it decent. something that that it's okay to watch in front of children? Uh, I don't or, know. You have to there, check. It, or is sure. it too lewd and like cursing and stuff? Well, it's not. There's no like nudity or anything like that. There's a, there's a lot of like violence, obviously from the fighting. Right. But like the language is there. Uh, <laughs> is it okay? Um, I don't know. You'd have to look. I mean, obviously, it's something I wouldn't notice. And is is this something I, I don't? pay for youtube is this something i can watch without paying you have to check so they made the the first season free i think they made the second season free as well otherwise it's on the youtube red which you had to pay for right, right. so i don't know third season maybe oh and they also brought back one of a couple episodes they brought back a lot of the old uh, cobra kai guys okay you know a bunch of them they brought them back um 
Have not seen Terry Silver, unfortunately. No, yeah. <laughs> Terry Silver. <laughs> or, whoa. Whoa. whoa! It's John Kreese that Karate! That was Miyagi, but still. Yeah, I know. Well, but he was doing Miyagi. it first. He was doing it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Man can't see. He can't fight. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was very good. I would, I would recommend it to to all. And there's a lot of funny scenes as well, and good music. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Is is like it, it's it's almost like a campy kind of uh, approach to it. Yeah, yeah, it is camp. It's definitely campy, and there's a few uh, there's a few things where they actually bring in they bring in some like the old music, like uh, uh, what was that guy's name? Um, have to look Pizza it up Pizza Terra? <coughs> no. Um, well, that was the Karate Kid Part 2. Yes. No, it was the, the... Oh, God. It was like the Commuters. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, actually, I, I was going to mention this. Uh, uh, commuters, let's see. Karate Kid. There's, a, there's that song, Young Hearts. So, I don't remember it. I'm going to listen to it here. Oh God, YouTube. Um, no, but anyway, so there was a guy. Um, if you look him up, uh, Young Hearts. It was. It, it's not really a band. It was a guy that was sort of like you, where he he did an album like in the early '80s, like did all the instruments, sung like you know. It's basically just him. It's mostly like synthesized. Um, I'm sure if I heard it, I would recognize. But just off the top of my head, I don't. It's it's not coming to me. Yeah, I'm trying to get through the dang ad here. No, I don't know. It's not, uh, let's see. Whoa! It's too loud. Young hearts be true. I don't know. It's it's very 80s. Anyway, so I, I wound up... Um, the guy's name is Dave Miranda. He's in L.A. All right. So the guy's name is Dave Miranda. He's an L.A. Uh, musician. And uh, I guess he's still around. He did, did some other soundtracks and things like that. But uh, I, just, I just vaguely had remembered this one song, Young Hearts. And then, um, you know, I, I just was like, well, let me look, look up the rest of this guy's album. And I looked up the guy's album, and which I think is called... I don't know if it's called Young Hearts, uh, the whole album. But anyway, if you go on YouTube and you look up uh, Dave Miranda Commuter, basically you'll find the entire uh, uh, album, more or less. And uh, I was, I've was i listened to it a million times in my car. Like, this guy's whole, f- this whole album from, like, 1984 is terrific. Good. Very, very you know. There you all, go. All the songs. And uh, Orange Stevenson Show endorsement. Yeah, it's, it's got my endorsement. Ugh. Uh, oh, wait, before, before we go on to the next thing, I just we're not going to get into it. But we did Rip Torn, Rip Taylor, the other Rip no, guy. Oh, that's too. right, Rip Taylor. Remember him? Two rips. Wasn't, he, wasn't he in Batman? Uh, he was the original Batman show. I I don't know. <laughs> he was Yeah, he was one of the villains. Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker dead. And... Uh, yeah, anyway. You know, since you left behind, it's staring back at you. 
Okay, I'm recording. Talking to Greg. Greg. Hey. So, so. so oh, he can't hear me. Larry. 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 Where am I? Where am I? They keep mentioning me, but not. We're not getting to that yet. <laughs> okay. Another good show uh, that I recommend is was called uh, Righteous Gemstones. That's an HBO with uh, uh, Danny McBride, John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman. Goodman. <laughs> but uh, this was the Righteous Gemstones was my favorite new show of the year from last year. Oh, it's a show. Okay. Yeah, it's on HBO. Righteous Gemstones. What? I can't even imagine what that's about. Well, it's based. So it's uh, John Goodman is Gem like stuff. he's like this southern preacher, you know, like a televangelist. Okay. Uh, but his sons are all like uh, dimwits, and uh, you know they—it's—it's uh, it's just funny. It's funny, and uh, you know there's some heart to it. But uh, it's a typical Danny McBride show. All right. So that was good. Uh, oh, another one that I would recommend. Uh, also, this was on—I think this was on HBO. It was a uh, documentary. And it was uh, the McMillions. Did you watch that? No. So that's it's it's fine. It is McMillions is basically the documentary that it's like six parts, and it and it talks about the McDonald's uh, monopoly game and how it was rigged. That's why I never won. Well, that's exactly why you never won. It was rigged for over twenty years, twenty five years. What was the rigging? You want me to spoil it? Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, rigged in what way? So basically, basically this, basically this one guy is like central to it, and like everybody that the only people that would win were somehow connected to this one guy. Uh oh. Okay. So so but, but okay. All right. But how though? I don't. Oh, well, that's spoiling. And there was like a there was like a mafia connection, and it's just crazy that you know. And and again, it was like so basically. And then the FBI got involved. So the the documentary go, it talks to some of the people that were involved, but a lot of the uh, the HBO people, uh, the HBO, the FBI people. So so was McDonald's involved in the scam? Uh no, they had no idea uh what was going on. They you know, they were paying a third party marketing company to basically to do do everything for them to create, you know, to market the the game, to create the game pieces, put it on the uh, uh you know, on the uh, merchandise, if you will, the boxes, etc. Was it It's all very good. It's it, very good. Was it Milton Bradley? No. <laughs> don't they make Monopoly? It's Parker know. Brothers, isn't it? Oh, Parker Brothers. No, that was only <clears throat> licensed. Just licensed. All right, and and you said that's a movie, right? Miniseries. It's a documentary. Miniseries. Six okay. part. Six part series. Okay. 
But is uh, that family friendly? Uh, probably not. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? What else? So that one. Uh, there's that, and then uh, I think the last TV-related thing uh, that we could we could touch on. I don't know if you yeah. saw the the. Well, uh, no, not yet. If, if <laughs> okay. you saw the um, the trailer I sent you about the the Netflix Transformers series, no, I no, I did not. Right, not so, yet. Not yet. Essentially, it's 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 called War for Cybertron. It's based on some toys that came out a couple of years ago, which you probably bought. Actually, <laughs> didn't realize, but uh, probably yeah. Not the video game. So it's but it's similar to the video game that it's it's like it's another kind of reboot origin story blah blah blah, but mm-hmm. the the visual style the animation style is is basically G one except it's it's sort of G one like cartoon combined with um, CGI, hmm. but it's fully using the G one like. You know, robot uh, structures and everything like that. It's very, uh, it's it's cool in that sense. Um, the only thing is, the production company that's that's doing it, it's they're probably doing it all on the cheap, okay. and so all of the voice actors are basically no names. Are they good no names or well, terrible? No-names? I don't know. You really you hear the guy that's talking as Optimus Prime, and it's the. the clip I sent you. I think we actually we we talked about this once. There's some some guy's name's like Jack Fuzby or something like that. I don't know his actual name. But he, he's like a he was like a teenager like 5 6 7 years ago and was doing lots of impressions including Optimus Prime. So, so he, why didn't they call us? Uh, that's it. They they they, Come they on. stole we- our idea again. But it's frustrating. It's like every time they do a Generation One sort of like project, it's it's either it looks like Generation One, but it doesn't have the voices, or it looks nothing like Generation <laughs> One, but it has the voices. Can't do both. Can't win. So we're gonna have to redub it then. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of those people are dead. <laughs> no, I'm saying we have to. You and oh, I are gonna right, have to yeah. redub. <laughs> Autobots transform yeah. and roll out. Again, the guy that does the prime voice is not that bad. He's just very boring. Very dull. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you help me? I want to get that lightning. <laughs> He's playing. The world is not. What do you uh, need? You want to start over? That's that's a heart. So that is a hard game. That's not an easy game. Well, I I know, but he just likes running around slapping people. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well. <laughs> okay. Should is there a Three Stooges game you can play? Uh, not a good one. <laughs> anyway, so... yes, there is actually one on the NES, but it's terrible. Oh, that's that one's awful. So all right, so that was so, that. So, so we do have some guest uh, appearances here in the background. Yeah, it's okay. Peanut gallery. Um, yes. Anyway, so that's that. So obviously, we can't really review it unless it comes out, and we can watch it. He's, yeah. trying, he's trying to electrocute the security guard with ah, the watch. Fine. 
Yeah, there you go. It's a laser watch. It is a laser watch, actually. I'm using my laser, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Do you remember that that game? Oh, I, this, that, not that game was very frustrating. A world is not enough for N64. You know, is is yeah. it was a case where Rare had made this amazing uh, GoldenEye game, and then the the stupid Bond people sold the license to Electronic Arts, and they came out with the world. So the world not world is not enough. It's better in the sense that it had uh, the the expansion pack graphics, right? But the problem was they they stupidly it just made no sense. Why would you change the control scheme from one game to the next? <laughs> just dumb. But it was a good game. No, it was know. a good game. It was very hard, but the multiplayer was. In some ways, the multiplayer was more fun, but for the most part, it, it wasn't. It wasn't as fun as the original. Well, on the <clears throat> so we're playing these these N sixty four games on the the Macintosh computer, uh, and the emulator. I mean, I, I'm going to talk about who cares, right? We we're not going to get arrested. So. <laughs> we're you right? I could talk uh, about it. We're using the Open MU. Reggie, uh, uh, a fish fillet might be upset uh, with you. Well, well uh, he, he retired. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so anyway, on the Mac, there's an em, uh, the the emulator app is called OpenMU. Right. And it's one of these emulator apps that has m multiple consoles in it. Yeah. One of them is the Nintendo 64, so I put the ROMs in there. And I don't feel guilty because I owned like ha literally half these games at the time, so I paid for them. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have all quite all of the bells and whistles as something like Project 64 on on Windows. Right, but it's like a, it's this... an upgrade over you know the original console. It, that's what I was gonna say. Is it's a the the frame rate is virtually flawless in, in all of the games. The graphics looked way cleaned up and it's like it's that it, I was a very big fan of the Nintendo 64 during its time. And I thought what well, these graphics are amazing. It's my like I just it was mind blowing. But I admitted that there were there were limitations like the frame rates and the resolution and the but seeing these games all cleaned up like this at the higher resolution and everything, it's like a lot of these games are way more detailed than they were back on the CRT. Like, like there's really very detailed textures and and um, and uh, like just details and it's yeah, it's, but it's, it, it was it's, only it's I know, but a lot of that, a lot of the work was purposely. <laughs> you didn't see it because it was on a CRT, and you know the draw distance was like nothing. And right, yeah. no, but so so what I'm saying is like, hey, these gra like at the time in the late 1990s, right. early 2000s, hey, these graphics are good. Look at the detail. Wow. And then I'm playing them. I'm playing them at higher resolutions, all cleaned up on the computer now, and yeah. it's like there's even more detail than I ever even knew existed. Right, but it's, I mean, you're looking. You're looking at a game there. World is not enough. I think that game came out in like 2000, and by that point, you had Dreamcast and you had PC games that were a thousand times better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not saying this competes with the PlayStation 4. I'm just saying there, there's 
surprising amount of detail in these games yeah. that we would never have known about if it weren't for for emulation. Right. It's interesting. Well, and a lot of those games, especially GoldenEye, they have so many, not only on PC, but now even for the N64, the 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 um, hacking that they've done, it's gotten to the point where it's unbelievable. I mean, somebody just, like, I think like last year, maybe a little bit longer ago, someone actually hacked. So there's two different kinds of hacks that have been going on for GoldenEye. Some of them are based on Perfect Dark, which was the essentially the sequel engine-wise, much higher uh, uh, graphics and things like that. So they've used Perfect Dark, and they've made a lot of sequels. They've done GoldenEye completely over again uh, from Perfect Dark because it, it makes it look a lot better and that kind of stuff. And um, they've done a, there's a tons tons of hacks and things. But one of the ones that I thought was really good was someone took. Uh, Goldfinger, one of the, the the most famous Bond movies of all time, with Sean Connery. That's right. And, and they Christopher took... Lee. No, that was the man with the gold. Oh no, oh, gold. Oh, okay. What is it? What is with gold and everything? Why? Are so... Why? There loves gold. So, um, Goldfinger. Uh, yeah. So, but what they did with Goldfinger, which was cool, was they actually. They took it and they put it into the GoldenEye, like original GoldenEye engine. So it's... Well, I, I, I don't want to say that. It might actually be Perfect Dark. But what they did when when they were initially... This is years and years ago. When they were initially doing all the Perfect Dark um, hacks, they would do like texture changes, uh, audio, music, all you know, models and stuff like that. But the interface of the game still look like Perfect Dark, so it didn't make sense. So right. eventually they got, in the last couple of years, they got to the point where they actually redid everything. The menus, everything looks like GoldenEye. It's unbelievable. Wow. So they actually took that and made Goldfinger. And it was like a, a fan done original music, original characters, the original maps. Well, I mean, it was never a game, but they took the movie, made it into a game. I thought it was like really, really well done. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a Goldfinger that start pushing galore with uh, now, Sean Connery. They, what they have to do is, on I Damn believe it, it was uh, yeah, $1 million. $1 million! I believe it was, this had come out on the Xbox 360, but they remastered Perfect Dark. Yeah. Well, that never came out, actually. No, it did. But which one didn't come out? Goldeneye. Uh, oh, okay. But Perfect Dark did like a higher resolution, yeah, 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 yeah. retextured. So now they have to take that higher <laughs> version and do the Goldfinger. <laughs> I know that's it. Just gets crazy by that point. So speaking of uh, of uh, uh, video games, you know the Nintendo PlayStation that uh, was eventually sold was sold to some guy who's going to donate it to... I think he's actually going to donate to the National Video Game Museum. What? How much did it go for? Some very high amount. Well, the price included the auction fees that you had. So basically, the guy that was selling it doesn't pay any fees, essentially. So I think it was like... It was sub 300K. Wow. Well, here's the funny but part it, was... But, but, but nothing ran on it, though. Well, it runs Super Famicom games, and there, 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 well, no, there was a couple of 
there were a couple of games that were on like the seed the burn CDs that they found that run on it but I mean you're basically getting it because of what it is yeah you right. know Ben heck fixed it oh he did yeah oh okay All right. but the supposedly the guy that that had it some guy in New Jersey that I saw at the uh, one of the conventions supposedly he was offered a million dollars and turned it down so yeah that wasn't wow. too wise. <laughs> Sean Connery. I would have paid a million dollars for it, damn it. A million dollars for an old broken toy. Yeah. No, I know. It's the a prototype. piece of gaming history. It's a ga- I know. It's gaming history. I know. So, back to the TV. Finally. Now, all right, now you can now you can talk about it. Larry! Uh, Larry, why do they keep mentioning me? Curb. They're saying I'm in China. Curb, you're in the... <laughs> Marty Funkhauser's in China. He, he died in real life, but they keep saying he's in China. I guess they, yeah. Well, they brought in... So, we're talking about Curb Your Enthusiasm, of course. Season, what was it, 10? 11? Yeah, yeah, 10. So they brought in Vince Vaughn, you know, one of the worst actors ever, and they brought him in to basically replace Marty Funkhauser as like the nephew. Right, his nephew, yeah. Yeah. Curb your this so basically this was probably the best Curb Your Enthusiasm season. It was good. Yeah, it was in a good one. Years. John Hamm yeah, John. So that was that was a good episode. That was very funny. But so it started out like in the first episode, and you and I were talking about it. We were, I guess, you know, just in, as we were watching it separately, and we were literally like both saying we were crying, laughing. It was so funny because uh, yeah, what the, the 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 Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So basically, they the people kept confusing Jeff Garland, Jeff. <laughs> As Harvey yeah. Weinstein, we just started. Like you're with this guy? Like, no, no, it's not. No! I'm not him. I'm not him. But he looked just <laughs> like him. I know. <laughs> I can't believe he went along with that. Yeah, why not? I don't know. Because it's a real life person. is a <laughs> it's in, he's in person. He's in jail with coronavirus. Yeah. But that set so that up the was... whole season, where <laughs> yeah. the whole season arc was like Larry being me tooed and not being me tooed and right and going through all these the, hoops. The spite store. Well, yeah. So eventually, the spite. But before the spite store, you had the MAGA hat. Oh yeah! Yes! Yes! Which was yes. Brilliant! Yes, it was like I don't, want, I don't want people sitting next to me. Just put on the hat. So Larry David came up with the, the premise that the character, you know, hates people, and he didn't want to like he didn't want to like go to lunch to the, with this guy and all. So he's like, <laughs> "I'm gonna wear this this MAGA Make America Great Again Donald Trump hat," and he's in Los right. Angeles and everybody's a liberal and they all hate him. So no one, everyone avoided Larry David. He loved it. Right. This was great. Now wait, but but I don't remember where did he originally get the hat? I can't remember. Uh, I, f- I think he found it somewhere. I, f- I forget. He just I th- it was something. Yeah. And Somehow he, he found he... it. Yeah. Right. And then Jeff was like, "Girl, where the hat? I'm over the hat. I'm over the hat." 
He didn't no, but not because of his personal beliefs, but because it just let everybody yeah. get away from it. It was like a person repellent. Exactly. So, um, and then of course that backfired on him at the end of the episode. I forget the actual what actually happened, but you know everything backfires on him. <laughs> right. And then the other one, this was later in the season. All right. So th- then they do the spite store. So basically. Larry David goes to Mocha Joe's new coffee shop. Mocha Joe was a character from a number of seasons before. So annoying. And the cat, well, the funny part is that guy, Savio Guerra, or whatever his name is, Saverio, he played this guy on Becker with Ted Danson. So that eventually Ted Danson shows up and is, and sort of teams up with him. But it was, you know, it was sort of an in joke because they were both on Becker. Right, right, right. And then, uh, you know, so Larry, like, uh, sleeps with Cheryl again, then doesn't. It's just, right. it was going back well, and the, forth. Yeah, the artificial fruit. The, yes, yeah. With the, <laughs> kept eating the, the lawyer who wouldn't let him oh, use well, his yeah. bathroom. Or garbage can. Right. But then, And then there was the episode with Clive Owen. Yes. Doing this, this ridiculous play. Because Larry met some woman who was a professional crier, right? <laughs> Which now is that? This is going to sound stupid. Is that a, a real thing in real life? I doubt it. Come on, a professional crier. So the funny part was, Larry <laughs> says, and so Mocha Joe eventually throws Larry out of the store. Larry complains right. his tables are 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 rocking yeah, back the, and forth. The yeah, coffee the wobbly is cold. table. Right, the scones right. are the scones are too soft. Right. So that starts this is, this off. This isn't a scone. This is a muffin. It's a muffin. <laughs> I'm gonna open my. So then Larry was like, finally was like, well, I'm gonna open a spite store. I'm gonna open my own coffee shop next door and put you out of business. <laughs> I'm gonna open my own store. My own store. Well, you can't open your own store, Larry. You don't get the beans. No, I get the beans. I get the beans. And then he 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 happened to yes him and Leon find yeah very good coffee beans by accident. Well, they stole them in Mexico. No, but right, but they they weren't purposely out seeking the right, beans. They right. just happened serendipitous. And then there's the thing, you know, it just and then John, so eventually John Hamm is said to be. <laughs> Um, doing a, a a movie or a TV show or something, playing a Larry David character. So he goes around pretending he's Larry David. It's just hilarious. He, he was shadowing. He was learning from Larry. He's like, can I just spend a day with you and shadow you? Yeah. And every time Larry would complain about something or do something, John Hamm would he would. It was funny because for a second he would look like he was going to be horrified mm-hmm. and and like bow out of the project. But then after a split second, he's like. Oh man, this is gold. I'm I'm writing this down. Keep and that going. was this, just... and that was the same episode that uh, Caitlin Olson appeared. You know, D from Always yes. Sunny. Yes, yes. And then uh, the, the house. next, yeah. And then the next to last episode, one of my favorite concepts was they did the beep panic, which was basically yeah. well, also the 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 P app. Yeah, well, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but, no, but, but wait a minute though, wait a minute before we get to beat panic the john i found the john ham episode so funny yeah that had the, that because, had to go yeah yeah because 
it's like okay here's john ham like this normal guy he wants to you know be, he, he wants to, to put on an act in this movie like larry it's based you know it's uh, inspired by larry david but then by the end of the episode he literally turns into larry david yeah, he does. they're sitting in mocha joe's he's talking to cheryl john ham's <laughs> talking to cheryl and she's trying to explain things to him on a like, date like they're kind of on a date right yeah. And he keeps interrupting, like, wait, is, is this this table so wobbly? I don't under, I can't sit at this table. Oh, this coffee is so cold. He puts his like, nose in the coffee. <laughs> what is that? What is the nose in the coffee? Oh, you know. He he literally becomes Larry. Did I? I was hoping that they would keep him on the rest of the show. Well, that and that was the same episode. So Larry and Leon come up with this idea to. So Larry always had. So there was another episode where he steals the. The uh, handicap placard from Fred Armisen and yeah. uses it, and but in this yeah. one they they come up with this app where if you have to pee and you're on a job where you can't really go anywhere, you do the app and then the, one of these two idiots run over there to take your sp- spot, right? And it right. just for, totally for a few minutes, yeah, and it just totally like just falls apart. It's just hilarious. Oh wait, 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 wait! Again, before we get to be panic, another of the most funniest episodes I've ever seen. An episode revolving around the Jets. Yes! The New York Jets and how bad they stink. <laughs> With Nick and a Crow. guy, and, and, and uh, you know, one of their friends does this very tragic thing. Kills himself. Because of the, because of the Jets! Yeah. That was, I couldn't believe that. I could not, that was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, that, that was great. And then that, I think that was the same episode. Was that the same episode or maybe the next one or something where they uh, they uh, they find out Richard Lewis has been cheating in golf? Yes, that was the episode, yeah. The putter. <laughs> and then, then the next one, again, the John Hamm episode, Richard Lewis has this hot girlfriend, and they're eating at her house, and Lewis oh. had lied and said that Larry Davis is bleeding out of his butt. Yeah. So she won't He's let like, him sit on her wait, chair. Wait, why was that? That's the first excuse that came to your oh, mind. Like, whoa, you know, whoa, you know. He's like, okay, okay. Oh, come up with leakage. And, it's leakage. And then Larry David's like, okay. When is the bleeding meant to stop? He's like, uh, I don't know. I never told her it stopped. He's like, you never told her it stopped. You got to. And then, and then eventually, Larry s- spills the. Uh, you know the 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 cocktail sauce all over the chair anyway. Well, well, the no, the cousin's wife did. Wow, she flung it. <laughs> <gasps> I know it was so good. All of these episodes are so good. It's hilarious. And then they had the beep panic. So, which <laughs> right. the premise was basically these people, uh, you know, they they beep they beep on their they're on their cell phone like in the car or wherever, and then people beep. Or say, come on, go, and then they get startled and drop them, fling the phone. Well, because, right, if they're at a stop sign or a red light and they're distracted on the phone, and then the person behind them is like, beep, like, let's go, beep, and then, oh, oh whoa, and then, yeah, right, and then and then destroy their phone, but throw it out the window. That was funny. And then, so Accidentally. Then, right. And then the last, so the final episode, the Spite Store, which was unbelievable. I mean, it was... <laughs> it was so... The payoff, the payoff in this episode was as good as the payoff from the, I think it was season four when they did the producers. Yeah. 
where yeah. basically Larry David doing a play of the producers eventually the 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 episode was them doing the producers it was just right ridiculous show in a in a in a show inside of a show just so you had this this well, incredible payoff in a number of ways where Larry has been screwing all these people all year and but then the best part was it starts off they're doing like a fake dateline NBC show right and it's it's all these other celebrities, Jonah Hill and um, <laughs> uh, what was the, the girl? My, Mila, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, and um, so it's all these famous Sean celebrities. Sean Penn. Oh, but Sean Penn was great. So Sean <laughs> Penn opens store. up a a pet or a bird spite store to put this other right. guy out of business. <laughs> He's like, wait, what did he, he's like? He sold me a bird and it died, so I'm, or something like that, right? He's like, yeah, and they're like, well, how, you know, how do you feel about this? He's like, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Zen person. I'm, I'm doing really good now. I'm really feeling good. And then like a bird squawks and he goes, shut the hell up! Right. So all these celebrities start opening their own spite stores after they hear about Larry's spite store. Right. Yeah, he started the trend, which is uh, hilarious. And um, so then it goes into the actual show. So basically, Larry. So what, one of the things Larry does in his typical fashion was he sees these uh, ambulances and uh, fire engines blasting past him with the lights on. Then he finds out they just did it to get coffee. Right. To, so that. To get, so of right, course to, to get there faster to right, beat the so traffic. Of course, he can't help himself. He starts complaining to them about it. And he's right. like, I'm going to tell you, the next time I'm not letting them buy. Right. So, and again, this incredible payoff where Larry in his store, he's, <laughs> he's, he has, he's come up with all these crazy ideas. The heated coffee cups. <laughs> right. The fact that you can't go to the bathroom, you can't do number two in the, in the store. He won't allow it. And then if you want to do number one, you have to use this like piss box. That made no, yeah, this, this, no sense. You hit a lever. And, yeah, it was all these contraptions and, and non-standard, non-up-to-code uh, yeah. uh, things. And the fact that he bolted the tables down on the floor so they didn't rock <laughs> right. or anything. So, so it all came it all came together in the final episode. So this great payoff where, spoilers, yes. uh, a fire starts... And it burns down his store and Mocha Joe's store. And the firemen can't get there in time because Larry is blocking them with the car. Right. And then he gets there. The best part is he gets On purpose. there. Yes. On purpose. He's doing it. He's like, no, no, no. I know. You're playing a game. You're trying to get to the coffee shop faster. I'm going to block you. Meanwhile, it's his store that's right. on fire. And then the best part is he, they get there, and the firemen like, we went in there, and they're like, we couldn't stop the fire. He's like, we're trying to, to take your tables and throw them through the window to like create whatever. He's like, they were bolted to the floor. So, and then he's like, you know, right, the, the fire right, started. Right, the tables are bolted down. They couldn't get them out of the way. The and fire started from the stupid self-heating coffee cups. They're like, you're using all this fire, this all the... And then Larry, they were like, Larry, you have Perel on every table. He's like, yeah, and the people like the Perel. He's like, well, that's an, <laughs> that's a, 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 a um, what you would call it? It's a like a, it's not a flame retarder. What's the other way? It's an accelerant. So right, that, that yeah, caused it even worse. <laughs> They're like, right. we wanted, we we're like, we we're looking for the water. There was no water. It made no sense. Right. So anyway, so then, so the guy's like, he's like, listen. 
He's like, from all of these ridiculous things that you just described to me that don't make sense, right. to me, the, my motive looks like, the mar- motive looks like arson. Right, like you wanted the store to burn down. So like the- you did, you did everything you could yeah. to, to avoid putting out a fire. <laughs> So basically, the payoff accidentally, is, right? Of yeah, course, so the, it was unintentional, right? So the payoff is at the end. There's Larry. He goes outside. His neighbors are making all this noise, and it turns out Larry had been sued by Mocha Joe, and and the the woman that worked for him that was his assistant, and they bought the house next door, and they purposely just kept putting on parties to spite Larry. Right, and the Mocha Joe house. guy's like, that's the great thing about a spice, a spite house, Larry. Right. right. A spite house. Yeah. It was very funny. Very, very funny. So the last thing I will mention. <laughs> but wait, though, are they? Is there? Is that it? Oh, Forever? I don't think so. I, I think they'll they'll do another one at some point. I don't know when. It's all up to Larry. Wow. wow. Yeah, you think so? He needs material. Well, then, hello. Well, I mean, <laughs> what we're living through right now—you can't do anything now. It's... But it's it, again, it's strange to me. Uh, but Bob Einstein <gasps> died. <gasps> we we talked about—he was one of our celebrity deaths in episode three hundred last summer. Yeah. I don't know when they shot the episode, right? I don't know when they sh- when they. Uh, you know, produced this season. Maybe he was still alive. I don't know. Maybe he was sick and hadn't died. I don't know, but they never yeah, acknowledged He must have death. been. He must have been ill. They they filmed it mostly in late 2018, early 2019. Oh, well, that's probably why. Okay. All right. Hold on. So the last thing I will mention about you was uh, some celebrity meets that I had uh, before, you know, that has become impossible. Uh, one was I went to a local theater. Uh, Uncle Floyd was performing. Ah. Uncle Floyd Vivino, who I yes. had, I decided I was, and he he does this comedy act that's uh, very funny. Yeah, he you was know, still. Uh, yeah, he you know, still does he, his comedy. He plays some of those songs uh, deep in the heart of Jersey. And yes. The factory smoke will make you choke. The factory smoke will make you choke. Bum, 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 deep in the heart of Jersey. Uh, so he he's another one of these people. Like we were talking about Don Imus before. Like I thought he was so much older than he really was. He's another one of these people. Like wow, he must be so old. He's been around for so long. He must be so old. He's pretty. When I look him up, I'm like, he's not that. He's not as old as I imagined him wow. being. He's only what? He's in his uh, what? Early sixties? I, I think he's older than that. He's got to be at least seventy. No, no, he's uh, he's sixty-eight. Well, see, <laughs> whatever. I said at least seventy. I was closer than you. Sixty-eight. And then the other one was uh, I went to up to Connecticut. They had a talk. It was really funny between Dick Cavett and Christopher Walken. Wow, Dick Cavett. Wow. So, uh, and I met Christopher. So, Christopher Walken was one of the first goofs that we did. Remember, he was, they had, the, yes. they had some fake yes. Christopher Walken running for, for, president. for president. Yeah. Well, there was a website. Yeah. By the way, um, Dick Cavett is 83. Yeah, he's old. It was, it was Christopher Walken, and he was running for president because he wanted to give soap to everyone, including squirrels. 
That's right. The, if no, you the remember, chipmunks. chipmunks. That's who Alvin, it was. Alvin, Alvin Simon, and Simon and Theodore, the chipmunks. Spaceman so, David remembered that. Bit. Yeah, so uh, Christopher Walken, he, he did this. It was really funny. He kept talking about a cat. He's like, I'm going to talk about my cat now. And it was, you know, it was tri- typical Walken, very funny. Christopher and, uh, Walken is, is, by the way, 77. And then the last the last one, which was just like a month ago. Uh, and the, his real name was Ron Walken, by the Interesting. Way. And the last one, the king of the memes, the Wicker Man. Oh yes, Nick yeah, Cage. Bees. I got the to meet bees. Nick Cage. Not the bees. Not the bees. How was he? Wait, where did you meet him? Uh, he was at the uh, Roxy Hotel in New York. Oh really? I work around there. Actually. They were doing a. Uh, they were doing a, a. They had. They were doing a. Re- they have a theater down in the basement there, and they were doing a retrospective of Nick Cage movies. So he actually came in for it. What is that like a like a thirty day nonstop marathon? Nah, it was He's about done a week. Five hundred movies. Well, they didn't do every movie. <laughs> so in in came Nick Cage. You know, he was once married to Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, yeah. And Patricia Arquette. Interesting. He's, uh, let's see, he's 56. Wait, so how was he in real life when you met him? He's very nice, just quiet, you know, but cool. He's always known for a cool guy. Then he did a and a and, uh, you know, it was pretty funny. I didn't record it. There's actually one, I'll post a link... There's one from uh, the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas, from like about three or four years ago, where they did the same kind of thing, and Nick Cage came in, and he does this like 40-minute, 45-minute Q&A, and it's, it's really good. It's very funny. You know, he's a, he's a very funny guy. He's actually, you know, he, and he pokes fun at himself and all, he, you know. Interesting. He's like, uh, you know, somebody would ask a question, be like, oh, I see my face on on your T-shirt there. It's very cool. (laughs) So he's self-aware. Yeah, of of course. A very cool guy. So, I don't know, that's it for me. What else you got? Are they still doing Chiller Theater this month? I can't imagine. Well, no, No. they postponed it to June. And ah. I don't even think that's going to happen. I just, I mean, look at that. When are they going to, I don't even think they can start Major League Baseball. It's crazy. Right, right. Yeah, nothing. It's insane. Nothing. I, am, I, 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 am I, was, down, I was being sarcastic. I was being sarcastic. I am down to watch it because they can't have racing. So I'm literally down every weekend now. NASCAR, IndyCar, uh, even Formula One. The drivers have been playing sim games together online, and they're broadcasting that on TV. Like how, in an old episode, how we used to talk about when you used to play NASCAR online, and yes. people would drive backwards on purpose. Well, I mean, they're not doing that. <laughs> these 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 are professionals. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to have fun with it, they should mess with each other. Well, yeah, well, they, they, this this uh, they use something called iRacing, racing, which was initially. The guy that created it, Dave uh, Kemmer, is is the guy that created uh, those old indie car NASCAR simulations that Sierra used to put out, Papyrus. Yeah. 
And eventually, he has a service called iRacing, and that's one of the ones that they use. There's other games as well. There's there's a game called RF Factor. There's a there's a there's a Cars Project. There's a bunch of them that are very some of these other games that also oh, on Project cons- Cars. Yeah. So right. some of those games that are also on like consoles have right. unbelievable immersive like graphics and sound and visuals. Yeah. I mean, they're unbelievable. There's one game. I think it's. I don't. I think it's maybe the Project Cars, but there's one where you do the 24-hour race at Daytona, and you could. Let's say you want to do it in like 20 minutes. It actually in the 20 minute, the let's say 20 laps, it or 20 yeah. minutes. It actually like fast forwards the time change. So you start in daylight, goes into night, goes back to daylight, all in the, the span of time. It's really cool. Uh, this this game, this sim game. Um, they don't really do that. I mean, they, they've upped the graphics since I used it like 10 years ago. Um, right. But this one is more about like accurate physics, uh, tire right. models, things like that. So like the crashes still look really stupid, but the, <laughs> the audio is very accurate and yeah. the, the physics is very... But anyway, so these real drivers are in their basements on these like thousands of dollars worth of like sim rigs that they have. Right. And they're all and they're playing With the hydraulics and everything. Well, it's not well. It's a little bit. Not some. It depends. Some do. Some don't. Um, but they're all playing online together, and they're basically doing like like a ninety minute race. And that's basically what I'm I'm stuck watching. <laughs> There's nothing it's, else it's on. Race car drivers playing video racing. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else on. But now, now wait a minute. Though. So, so why don't the other athletes take a cue from the race car drivers? Like baseball players could play uh, uh, MLB uh, triple play. I don't think <laughs> yeah, but... The football players could play Madden. <laughs> yeah, but you can't have like each play. You can't have each player do every position, right? It's like just a one-player game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, that's I, it. You're I, just no, controlling. I know. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm being, but just like just to, to entertain people. Well, actually, actually, entertain the fans. You know, uh, SNY, which broadcasts the New York Mets, they have been playing the MLB The Show video game simulcast of every Mets game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's awful so that, so, though. But it's awful. So, really? <laughs> well, it's totally fake. I mean, it's and they keep losing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's it's really but, bad. Well, it's... The... So I'm like, at the. Go ahead. No, I'm saying like a month from now there will not be any original content left anywhere, I know. except like podcasts and. There might not be TV it? broadcasts like we were saying in the beginning. Yeah, it's just going to be like podcasts. It's going to be Norm McDonald interviewing people on a speakerphone. Now is our chance, Greg. That's true. Yeah. This is the moment. Oh, this has all been. Yeah. been... It's our, the point that the time has come for the Paunch Stevenson show. <laughs> so I'm looking at the chiller. They just uh, again, it's not going to happen, but just out of curiosity, who they had lined up. Uh, Richard Karn, who we met. Yeah, but they had a much bigger guest list originally. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, I'm seeing who's uh, people I've. I, People who I don't know, so I'm skipping them. The only ones that are on there now are the ones that they've confirmed for June, which is not going to happen anyway. I 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, just to be silly. Yeah, I mean, but you know, they had like Scott Bayo originally, and that's right. Yeah, uh, Joe Jeffrey Owens, he's still on there. Uh, uh the cast of the nanny, except for except for uh, Fran Drescher. Fran, yeah, Fran Drescher. Well, again, um, the, the the con is not going to happen. It's just it's too soon. This fake Jan, whoever this fake Jan is, is at every chiller theater. Because she, I think she's like, she's the, the girlfriend of the guy that owns it. Oh. <laughs> eh, that's uh, not a very good, I mean, no offense to Richard Karn and Jeffrey Owens, but this is not a very, well, again, not the, a good the original, the original I know, guest I know. was better. Slightly. <laughs> Scott Bale. The Trump supporter. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for for this episode. That's all. I'll take a picture. Yeah. Hey, Greg. How's it going? How are you? Yeah. I it found, took me a minute. I but found yeah. this in a thrift store. We're talking oh, about thrift sure. stores. Gets, I guess signed the DVD. You have a, so. you have a sharpie? Yeah. Oh, you know me. Greg. Greg. Greg is a professional collector. Let's put it that way. How do you want me to sign it? A G-R-E-G -E or yeah. just Uncle Floyd yeah. or how? Yeah, whatever you want. Want me to take a picture with you? No, seriously. Yeah. You want just my name on it? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I watched you in the 80s and 90s. We used to, my friends and I, when we got old enough, we used to record you, and I think you were on the same channel as Umberto of Naples. Oh, yeah. We couldn't understand. He was like... Dominic Lombard, yeah, he died, too. Yeah. Yeah. He owned a bus. Right. He owned a really? building around the block from yeah. where I live. So we knew him. We yeah, knew him. Believe he lived, right? Is that Be not, uh, Belleville? Not Belleville, he lived. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bel I'm from Belleville, so that's. Okay. Then probably I get those borders around there. <laughs> I was going to ask. I know you still do the oh, Uncle yeah. Floyd's New Jersey. No, those were the last ones were on Be Terrific, a new station that folded right well, away. They used to have your old ones on YouTube like 10 years ago, and then they just vanished. Yeah. And I was annoyed that I didn't save any. Uh, the way the market is now, maybe Netflix would <laughs> find some interest in this. You, you don't know. It's, it's very niche. Well, it, it was That's just... That's what Netflix does. Packaging. We used to... No. Right connect, I'm no connection. you got to have the right connection. You know what the Allure was? Because we, when we first started watching, we were like 9, 10. The, you know what the Allure was? That you and everybody else in the show would always, like, crack up. Yeah, no rehearsals. <laughs> it was the real world. <laughs> it was ridiculous. We just knocked out just hold that down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no rehearsal, nothing. We did no scripts. We just told everybody what to do, and we did it. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, thank great you. Act. Nice, nice to see you again. Thanks. Right, see you on Facebook like or yeah. wherever next. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Here's a little song. I want to thank WNAWFM for helping me out with a little song I wrote called Deep in the Heart of Jersey. Oh, the factory smoke will make you choke. Deep in the heart of Jersey and the city rats running big packs. Deep in the heart of Jersey, oh, the Parkway man takes a quarter from your hand. 
deep in the heart of Jersey and Route 17, the traffic there is mean. Deep in the heart of Jersey. Pizza man says, I'm gonna understand. Deep in the heart of Jersey, oh, the dumps in June ain't like perfume. Deep in the heart of Jersey, but it's my state, I think it's great. Deep in the heart. 